The following event is a more Ace Audio production. Introducing first, from London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet. This is the Kickout. Yes, yes, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Kickout. I go by the name of Skillet. I'm Max. There we go. Just Max and Skillet again, flying the torch as Tay, Flu, and A seem to be unavailable for the second week in a row. But Max and I will catch up with that and tell them what's going on. No, no, that's, 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 that's not fair. Tay was around last week. Oh, she was she? Yeah, she was. She was with the, with the red hair. How can you forget? Getting ready to go outside. Oh God, that is disgraceful. Tay was around last week. I apologize, Tay. Please don't super kick me in the face. I love you, Stanley. Yes, you were right. Tay, you get obliged. Ace and Flu needs to have a serious talking to. But it doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because Max and I are the brand new tag team champs of this podcast. <laughs> we're on. running this flag right now. You know, people are looking forward to hearing your, your views in the wrestling world, Max. You are absolutely killing it since, well, I think, when did you start podcasting in general? 2018? No, last year. Was uh, only last year. Just before WrestleMania last year. And yeah, I made my YouTube around July last year. So You you are, my friend, one of the rising stars of wrestling podcasts. And keep going, my brother. And and there's another guy that's really good. I want to shout out to Louis, Louis Dango. Yes, on WrestleTalk. Yeah, he's a G. Uh, me and him were having a nice chat at the press conference couple of weeks back so uh yeah we have some special interviews lined up for you today uh we're gonna talk about raw obviously and the world of wrestling but guess what happened today max Tell when me. i went for my vaccine jab okay part one or part two part one part okay. one i was gonna do doom but that doesn't make sense <laughs> what <laughs> part one okay I, what happened i i i was called in because uh originally i'm from Wolfram, so i do not i don't live there now but mm-hmm. Went back to my ends, and it was at the, the the central library. And there was two lines. There was a ten o'clock line, and there was a ten thirty line. I joined the ten o'clock line, and as soon as I joined the line, this homeless guy approaches me and two others in the queue, asking for some change. And you know, I said politely, "I'm sorry, mate. I don't have any change at the moment." And he replies with, "You're not sorry. You're a bully." I was like, "What?" And he says to the woman, he says to the woman in front of me and another guy behind me, you're all bullies, all three of you, bullies. Now you act like you're sorry, but you're not. And I'm like, I'm just confused. I'm not even trying to laugh at the guy or nothing. I'm, I'm so confused. I have this like awkward smirk in my face. Mm-hmm. And he sees me smiling and he says, what are you smiling at? Tom Selleck. Huh? What? Magnum PI. Now here's the funny thing. If you saw my Instagram post yesterday, I literally posted a picture of myself and Tom Selleck. You did. <laughs> so, I, so it didn't bother me. So when he said it, I, I was like, this is so strange. I went, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I call myself, Tom Selleck. He's like, oh, is it? I went, no, honestly, I do. And he's like, what? I went, yeah, let me show you something. He's like, show me what? I said, come, come here, let me show you something. And when I said, come here, I think he thought, I was trying to say, come here, let me show you something. I'm going to punch yeah, him. Attack him. Yeah, attack him. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not coming next to you. I went, no problem. Let me show you something, honestly. And I showed him a picture of me and Tom Selleck side by side. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was like so hurt that he thought he was hurting me. I was like, his, joke, his joke. Yeah, finished. I was like, bro, I make fun of myself all the time, mate. You're not going to you're not gonna offend me. And then like, oh, the people in the queue was cracking up. But how crazy is that? I'm going to send you the Tom Selleck picture uh, on WhatsApp as well. So you can upload that. 
for the viewers. He, he sound, I, thought, I thought you were going to say he was cutting a promo on you. It sounded like that's what he was doing. It sounds like it was, man. I kind of wish he was. I wish he recognised me from the kickout and he was talking smack. <laughs> that would have been fun. But no, it wasn't that. He actually tried to offend my feelings by calling me Tom Selleck, who I feel is a very handsome man, actually. So, compliment. Mango. Yes, it is a compliment still. <laughs> How are you, my brother? Yeah, I'm I'm good, man. Obviously, gearing up pay per view this weekend, double or nothing, AEW. Um, we've got Anthony Agogo, Olympic bronze led medal medalist from Britain. So um, he's got a big showcase match with Cody. Um, looking forward to kind of what happens there. You 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 half think Cody should put him over, um, but Cody's coming out as the American dream, akin to his father. And obviously, these guys have been running down each other's countries. You know, I, I'm very I happy the American Dream win it, losing in that situation. But no, he shouldn't. No. But I'm very happy for Anthony Ogogo because we had him on the show a few years back. It wasn't even a long interview. It was quite the interview was very short. I interviewed him in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2016 when SummerSlam was on, um, when Finn Balor won the title, the Universal title, and he was telling me, you know. Because I was like, because I think at that time he was boxing quite prominently back then. Mm. And he was telling me he's such a big wrestling fan. He's like looking to go into wrestling. And as soon as he said it, I automatically just had feelings of like, oh, it's going to be like a Tyson Fury thing. Or it's going to be something like, or, or even a Mike Tyson thing. It's not going to yeah. be anything. You're not going to properly wrestle, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward six years later, he's yeah, doing his thing. Good for him. So, um, and he's actually quite convincing as well yeah. in, his, in the storyline. So he, he's been dedicated. He's been training with AEW for the past two years, maybe a year before that elsewhere. Just generally training. So um, he obviously we've seen him a couple times in the ring. Still looks kind of green, but that's expected. Um, yeah, they can protect him. Cody will obviously make him look good, whether that's in in winning or in defeat. So um, yeah, yeah, I think it's great. You know, this is like his third match on a big pay-per-view, sold-out crowd, because obviously crowds are back now. Um, massive for him. Well done. Um, what's been going on with NXT quickly before we start talking more about the world of wrestling? Like in regards of um the weekly shows, was this I feel like I've missed out on something quite special recently. So they've been doing some big stuff. Um, Bronson Reed just became North American champion. He beat yes. Johnny Gargano in a cage match. Fantastic match. Um, right. Austin Theory, after losing to Bronson Reed to get him that position of number one contender, done all he could to make Johnny Gargano win the cage match. To the point it was quite comedic in the end. He'd he done a good job. Um, and obviously, um, Bronson Reed won, like I said. And... We have this week, this week, I say tonight, we've got Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross um, rematch for the NXT title. I think Karrion Cross retains here. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this leads to Finn Balor return to the main roster. Um, so, yeah, those are really like the big, big stories happening in NXT. Apart from that, something that's outside of the ring. We've obviously heard in the last week, Velveteen Dream was released. Um, and then the subsequent com- comments that he's made in the last, um, what has it been, 48 hours or so? Um, yeah. you seen those? I saw, the, I saw his statements uh, claiming that he's innocent and yeah. how he's been set up and how the guy who was doing it, they know each other personally and he tried to help him and, and he's lying and stuff like that. But I know there was other statements made after that, wasn't there? 
I know he said something yeah. about oh, the, the Velveteen character was obviously clearly based off Prince and uh, he didn't know much about Prince before, until Prince died and he kind of like he studied Prince and and then so he had this whole thing about the mystique and how it's played mm. fame and it went a bit too far which does happen that does happen with a lot of wrestlers where they, they really believe into their character like Ultimate Warrior case in point yeah you believe into your character and you kind of lose reality uh, but there's a voicemail note that was left that seems very dodgy to me. So I do I don't really fully believe Velveteen Dream is innocent in this. I think I think it's just carelessness. Like obviously he's admitted he knows these guys that are in question, but you know, they're minors at the end of the day. Um <laughs> and in a, in in the position of where you are, you cannot think of going to speak to a minor without an adult present, um, their parents present. Or speak to them. If he said they were speaking about wrestling training and becoming a wrestler, speak to their parent. Let them pass along the message. Don't yeah. be a black man and get caught up in something like this because they will be completely unforgiving. I was just saying earlier today that, you know, Austin Theory was in a very similar situation when the whole speaking out stuff started. Um, uh, with, a, with a young girl? With a young girl. Young and girl, he, yeah. he was eventually cleared. But, you know, WWE done the same thing. He was at WrestleMania 35. He wrestled on the card. And they took him off there, off TV, brought him back to NXT eventually. He had a complete losing streak on NXT, probably as part of the punishment. Very similar to, obviously, what Velveteen done. Um, You know, Velveteen was cleared. Whether people believed the stories told in terms of the investigations, it seems like he's got away with it because of whatever county ruling happens. And it did, and it did seem that WWE kind of backed him as well. They kind of backed him for a hundred percent. They yeah. backed him. Triple H. I remember him coming out and being like, "We done our investigation. We didn't find nothing. So what do you want us to do next? You see what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but they saw the heat was too much. They took him off TV again. They brought him back for a feud of Kashida. After that, they took him off TV again because the crowd just weren't having it and. Eventually, obviously, they brought back Austin Theory and it's like it was all forgiven. But every time they tried to bring back Velveteen Dream, he wouldn't be forgiven. They done their big releases last year. Velveteen was stayed around. They done their big releases this year. Velveteen still stayed around. But the crowd just, you know, everything lives forever now on the Internet. And the crowd just weren't ready to forgive him. And at the end of the day, as a business, you're just paying a guy that's not doing nothing. So right, he had to, he had to go, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't feel too sad about it. Mm. Um, it's, it. It is. It's. It's. If he is innocent in this whole situation, it is very unfortunate. But he should have. He should have came out with a statement earlier. He should have kind of yeah. trying to plead his innocence earlier. He kept quiet. I guess. I guess it was going on an investigation. I guess. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. There's something about this still doesn't sit right for me to fully back. Yeah. The team. yeah. Um and. Is also said that you know the, the comments that came out. I don't know how you felt after reading it, but I didn't feel like it really cleared anything up. No, not really. It felt even in what he said, it felt incomplete. Yeah, like, like there sure. could have been more to tell. Yeah. Um, sure. So I don't really know how much him coming out really made a difference or not. It sounds like it's one psychopath talking to another, and that's yeah, that, possibly. Yeah. I, I don't believe. I don't believe the guy. I don't believe everything the guy is saying about Velveteen Dream is true. Mm-hmm. The guy who's accusing Velveteen Dream stuff, I think he's full of shit too. But I just feel like it's just a really weird thing between them. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, WWE are going back onto the road uh, in July, right? They're back onto live shows, which is brilliant. You know what this yeah. proves to me who the biggest star in WWE is? Who? The fans. 
Yeah, I think they yeah. would say that as well. I, I, I just feel like the Thunderdome, it just doesn't draw me to watching wrestling. It really doesn't. Like, like it, it, they tried something, mm-hmm. and it's, yes, it was a nice substitute for having an empty arena. So I was like, okay, this is better than empty arena, but it still just wasn't. I just couldn't do it. I was like, no, this Thunderdome stuff, just the, the whole key fan noise, and um, you, you know what? I won't even lie. I, I actually think. In the grand scheme of things, I think I would have liked the I liked the performance center more than the Thunderdome because the Thunder performance mm. center they had at least the NXT you know wrestlers in there or whatever the case is and yes it was low crowd noise but it was it was crowd noise and it was genuine. The yeah. Thunderdome like from those that have spoke about being on there being on one of the screens they're prompted to celebrate and whatever yeah, on course. screen and yeah. then obviously we know they're piping in noise into the place and I just feel like that's more disingenuous than just having a small crowd of people of what they can have but yeah. either way you know nothing neither of these um substitute for the real thing of crowds being there you know now that you know I'm doing this more and more I'm more determined to go to shows and, um, you know, even if this is like independent shows, just, you know, in our local areas here in London, like I'm, I'm proper looking forward to go to a wrestling show and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy the crowds are coming back. Which is hopefully in the cards. Hopefully in the cards. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I will let you know some more details hopefully soon. Um, let me talk to you about something else. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just going, I'm just going all over the place right? crazy brain uh, Ultimate Warrior uh, it's the new episode of WWE on A on E uh, documentaries which is if anyone hasn't seen these documentaries I recommend it so much a lot, yes it's a lot of stars that they're documenting on that has already has documentaries that you've all probably seen so you know majority of the story but what I do love about these documentaries, they, they always mention or show something that you've never seen before or yeah. you've never really heard of before or you didn't know this happened. And it happened again with this Warrior documentary. I'm not going to give away too much. Uh, but what I'm very proud, because I didn't think they were going to do this. I was thinking, oh, this is an association with WWE, so they're probably not going to show this stuff. But no, they didn't shy away from showing and asking Warrior's wife, especially, about Warrior's you know, conservative tirade on immigrants and homosexuality yeah. and racism um so they went they went in on that which was really good and it was really good to see warrior's wife's side of that yeah because uh, because i remember vividly sharing a lift with warrior's wife and her girls and warrior's girls and it was me and ash rose shout out to ash rose from hooked on wrestling really position mm-hmm. my brother and we were in the lift together with them and she can see that ash and i just wasn't on talking to them which is not nice, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, you can feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like it was just at the height of obviously a few years back. Warrior unfortunately passed, and he got the Hall of Fame. And then she just she was kept on as in, as, as a certain ambassador for the, the Warrior World. Yeah. So she was in that all these pay per views. So when I saw her, I just been like, oh, I don't really wanna, uh, I don't wanna say nothing, you know? Yeah. Mm. Oh, your husband was a, um, you know, oh, I don't wanna do that. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not good. Even a Warrior when I was a kid, I used to love him. Yeah, opinions change. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna give you that. I'm not. Mm, mm. But um, it was good. Like it was good to see where she stood with that whole thing, and I was I was quite pleasantly surprised. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good documentary. Definitely worth a watch. I heard there's a dark side of the ring version of a warrior documentary that apparently 
buries Moria. As in what? So wait, the one you're talking about, isn't it Dark Side of the Ring or is it no, A&E? This thing? is A&E. A&E's got one. Oh. I watched okay. this morning, right? But apparently there's also coming out soon a Dark Side of the Ring version of the Winter Warrior and apparently okay, this one okay. they really go in on Warrior's nonsense apparently and she was very upset I think the wife's upset because she didn't sign off on it and she didn't want yes so, I heard that I heard that yeah that's what I heard but did you I know you did you watch the one on the, the North Korea clash the collision no so what I like to do for, for especially the Dark Side of the Ring series because obviously they tend to address more a bit older issues um, and I was a bit younger for the subjects of who they're talking about in those particular ones. So I like to try to kind of do my research, watch some mm-hmm. matches of their time before okay. I then get things because I don't want to just be influenced by, you know, this like one that. medium of that. So I try to just like put some things together first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so well, I'm yet to do that for um, Dark Side of the Ring for um, Ultima Warrior and, and the plane thing as well. I want to watch Right. Because obviously I lived through that. So I remember... Yeah, yeah. But there's some stories that came out in this documentary that I didn't know about. Like, I, I, I don't know if you heard about the whole Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I've, I've seen it trending on Twitter in the cars. I didn't movie. realize Scorpio and Hawk had a fight. I didn't even know yeah. that happened. But that taught, it taught me that in the documentary. That's nuts. But, but I do remember all the stuff about them holding up Scott Norton and all the. You have to see it. It's a crazy yeah, yeah. story. Um, very controversial and very famous. Uh, yeah. yeah they, it looks good. Yeah, big up to Bishop. This is this, and, and and you'll just find out another reason why Bishop is a uh, no doubtly a deserving Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, the, the guy's um, amazing. Uh, I f- I think we've kind of covered most of the news. Is there anything else we're forgetting to talk about? Um, not really. Um, I think that's those are really the the main points. You know, like you mentioned the uh, the fans coming back. Um. Yeah, Velveteen Dream as well. He stole the headlines in the past week. Yeah. Um, that's it. There was a bit of, obviously, um, some other NXT releases that happened last week. But um, to be honest, a lot of the names involved were people that were still pretty much training from the Performance Center. Um, obviously, one of the referees that were released. Um, oh, yes. He was a controversial. Yeah, I forgot his name, but I know he's talking about. So I think he's. I can't remember if his name is Dexter. I saw. I saw, the, I saw the stuff he was saying. Yeah, crazy, like, crazy like, stuff. Is, he he got good. into a fight backstage, um, with um EJ or Ezra Judge as he was called in NXT. Again, someone that had never um, made their debut, um, but Ezra Judge or EJ and Duque, um, was, yeah. He had a full-on fight with him. They've tried to mask this as a scuffle, but if you see the size of EJ, this was definitely a one-way fight. He would have battered the referee, and apparently there's coaches that said to EJ, after you beat up this referee, you know, good on you, well done, sort of thing. So um, I think EJ has literally just dropped a kind of shoot interview with Sean Rossap on Fightful today um, about that whole scenario, so it could be worth checking out. Um but yeah, just a, a couple of um, younger styled um, wrestlers were released from NXT as well. Um, so good luck to them, and you know, Alexander Wolf got released. Alexander Wolf got released. That's the, that's no, the big name man. Yeah, I'm not. It, I'm not. I'm not feeling that. Yeah, I'm that that feeling. one was a bit. From what Alexander Wolf has said in the last few days, his contract was due to end on June fifteenth. So I think this was him. He got beaten up on NXT TV last week by his Imperium members, and I think this was. Oh, them they standing. turned on him. They turned on him and this was them just kind of probably ending things earlier than expected. By the sounds of it, his contract was ending and he was going to leave anyway. So, yeah. That's a shame. 
That's a shame. I I, I liked him in in um, Sanity, Sanity. So and I liked cool, him man. in Imperium. I think he yeah, was a very yeah. good worker. I think he didn't get much love as much as because yeah. even when he joined Imperium, he wasn't. It was still you know Fabian yeah, Archer. Top, and yeah, and Water was a top guy. So yeah. yeah. That's a shame. All right, before we talk about Monday Night Raw, I've got an interview to play. I think we should start off with this interview now. Um, a couple of weeks back, again, like I said, I was in Stratford Hotel and I was interviewing some UK wrestling talent. So this is myself talking to Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Mustache Mountain. Good kick out. Yes, BBC One Extra. List. Oh my lord! Look at this. This is a terrible start already. This is a terrible start. Look, I just. I know. I look. I look. I look like um, Ferraro. I'm trying. To, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's 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 it's, it's pitiful compared to you guys. I, I, look, I look like Jafar. Okay. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't no great mustache like you guys. But oh my! I'm, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of here. Sorry about that, guys. I just spilled tea for guys who don't know. But we're gonna spill tea in this interview right now, because I'm with Mustache Mountain, uh, legendary, le you know what? One of my favorite tag teams all of the UK industry, and in, in wrestling in general, forget all that. Let's, 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 not, let's not pigeonhole ourselves here, in, gen in wrestling in general. Uh, <laughs> Trent Severn, Tyler Bate, how are you both today? Very well, thank you very much for asking, fantastic. It's, uh, it's a gloomy Friday, and um, I'm here to talk to you guys about your lovely wrestling careers. And um, how has it been going at the NXT UK Performance Center? And how is NXT UK treating you both? Uh, very well. You know, it's been some very testing times uh, over the course of the last kind of 18 months. Um, but I think the way we've been looked after and you know, the, the support network that we've had has been very good. Um, we've got an incredible bunch of coaches and we've got an incredible you know, team at the at the performance center, and <clears throat> I think the one thing that's came through the most for me is, you know, now we've got this really good working relationship with BT as well. So, you know, they've just been people have just been working really hard to make sure that we're still kind of busy and still keeping doing something. And you know, the gaps between the camps have become you know, yeah. a, a, a little bit easier to endure. But <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in terms of like production, because obviously you guys had a, both had a long stint in NXT before you did NXT UK. Um, does it, in terms of the you know, performance center, compared to the UK one, to the one in, in Florida, is it very similar? Is it is there a few things that you feel that it could still be improved on in the, in the UK one? Um, I'd say it's, 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 the world's just different now. You know, it was a very different place. The performance center was a very different place when we first went there, what, four or five years ago. Um, in America, it's constantly evolving. Yeah, yeah. really fast as well. Yeah, yeah. It, especially when you're in it, you, it feels like it's just flying by. Yeah, but you know, I think the main thing for me is like, obviously, the way the world's been over the course of the last year, you, you, we haven't been able to, you know, have that level of contact training and, and, and have that amount of people in the same room at the same time. So, it's had a very different environment too. It's been a very different, like, you know, steep learning curve of how to. For us, how to get that training or how to get that information from the people that we were, you know, so heavily rely on it for. It makes know. it really quite grateful for like when there was fans. Yeah, you know, the difference that it makes. Um, 
Because yeah. like we we feed off of it. Trust me, I know. I, I I've seen you guys live many times, and I see how you guys feed off the crowd. So that's the next question I was going to ask. How does that compare now? Obviously, you know, with COVID and COVID, you know, kind of stop crowds attending shows. How how does it feel for you guys? Do you still get that same motivation to go out there and still do the same kind of work? No. Um, yeah, yeah. The motivation is very different. Yeah. It's not there. It's not that it's not there. Yeah. It's just different. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I feel like now it's well because before you you kind of let the fans dictate the pace of the match, whereas now we don't have that sort of like push pull uh, yeah. sort of happening with the fans, so it's. It's really just us out there. It's yeah. just you. And you know what? I, th I, th I think... It feels like abs completely exposing. Yeah, 100%. Look, all these eyes on you because nobody's there. It's like... There's no distraction like, from it as well. Yeah, it, it has like... I don't know. It, it's fun, but it's like a little bit eerie in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting because um, when I watch you guys wrestle today on, the, on TV and whatnot now with no crowd, you don't really hear... Because obviously the, 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 the crowd can kind of faint out the sound of you guys calling each other spots or, you know, you're going to do this next or that. But you guys, I think you guys are so trained and well synced within wrestling that, you, that that just comes naturally. I feel like you guys are just speaking to each other telepathically. Does that make any sense? I feel like we've transcended that kind of level of performance. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. It's years of experience, right? It's just, yeah, you're at that level now. I'd go so far as to say that the way we perform now is is the best we've ever performed. Right. You know, I said this on a, I said this on a, on a, an episode of the running on, on BT, talking about how, <coughs> how Drew, Gall how Drew McIntyre's title run from uh, WrestleMania last year when he beat Brock Lesnar with no crowd for a year. It needs to go down in history as one of the most incredible performances of any champion ever. Yeah. Because no, it's weird enough to say this, but it's a fact. No one has ever had to do it. Do what? Wrestle with no one there. Yeah, at yeah, for yeah. a main event. In the well. history of WWE, yeah. they've yeah. never done it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you read into it what you want, but you know, Hulk Hogan never had to do it. No. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock never had to Very do true. it. Very true. But Drew McIntyre had to. Very true. And he had to carry a company on his back with not one singular person to feed off out there. When he's getting thrown around by some hench geezers <laughs> as well. Do you know what I mean? When Brock Lesnar picks you up and it slams you through the ground. It's a very different, you know what I mean? That's a different world and he's doing it cold. Do you know what I mean? Without that warmth yeah, yeah, yeah. and without that support and without that, that, that corner man that everyone has, you know, as, as the fans. And, and I think the level, of, the level of detail that we put into our work now, I think that will stand the test of time and I think it would... I honestly believe it will make us a generation of arguably the best wrestlers that have ever, that have ever come. Well, that's, that is a, a very good argument to make. I mean, I feel like, personally, I've been watching wrestling since <sighs> I was a pop, you know. I think my first ever pay-per-view I ever watched was WrestleMania uh, 6, Warrior Hogan. So I've seen it all. And I, I, I honestly believe this. I'm not just saying this because you guys are in the room here, but honestly, with this generation, especially with you guys in it as well, it's, it's the best. In terms of in-ring talent, yeah. can't be it. Can't be. Bel belt of there are no gaps. No. Um, yeah. like, again, I'd like to take it back to the music thing. There's the gaps in between the notes played 
equally as important as the notes themselves. They make the notes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, it's just one long, unidentifiable sound. Noise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Those, those are the gaps that are being filled. And we're getting that good. Yeah, we're that does make sense. And, sure. and, and, yeah, and we're so good now at making the gaps as important as the actual sound. You've both been part of... So, like, it re- jazz. I kind of... Yeah, jazz. I do. Jazz. You guys are doing jazz, man. Yeah, I want to... You're bringing it back, the golden era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't... You know, people who are performing in this, in this low-crowd environment, it was specifically myself and you, I know this, like, you've got to take some real pride in the way that we perform. And it is a little bit... You've got to do some real soul-searching because we're not having that instant, instantaneous reaction from fans anymore. You know, you would finish a match and you'd open your Twitter or you'd open your Instagram and it's like, bam, wow, that match was sick. Yeah. And that automatic feedback, you know, that's what we that's what we crave as performers. 100%. Right? That's gone. Yeah. The automatic response of hitting a move or hitting this or doing some incredible, you know, you, you know, a part of your match reaching just this next level or someone just finding that last little bit of power to kick out of the last, you know, that, that big move. Yes. We've lost that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, never yeah. in the history of professional wrestling or WWE has anyone had to perform under those kind of stresses. And we are. So we need to be incredibly proud of what we do. 100%. And uh, I was going to say, you know, you guys, have, you guys have been in part of some really classic epic matches in modern day wrestling. You know, your, your tag matches with Undisputed Era, your match with Pete Dunne. Like, what is, what's that one match you think you want to, as, as soon as everything's about to go back to normal and you have that crowd back in again, who's, who, are the, who are the guys you want to kind of tangle with that you haven't tangled with yet? You know what match I was really looking forward to seeing one day, but I, we're never going to see it now because unfortunately it was, it was cut early for them. It was Mustache Mountain against the Hurt Business, Cedric and Shelton. Yeah. I, I felt you guys would have really cleaned the house together, but yeah. it's, one of those, okay. it's one of those things. But yeah, who, 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 what comes to your mind when I ask I'd that question? To get in there. <clears throat> I'd love to get in there with a new day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right. For sure. I think we could make some real money there. I really do. Yeah. I think they're just, the way they've, the way they carry themselves and they just look like they're just having so much, much fun. fun when yeah. they perform yeah. and that's part of you know that was a humongous part of our act you know yeah. and a humongous part of who we are is that automatic instant reaction of the fans in them and I think we could I think we should create, we could create some real magic in them I really do yeah I think I'll, I'll probably choose Roger Daniel Bryan or oh like come on God. yes yeah. that's just but that's just dream match stuff you're just mentioning there man that's oh, yeah. Ta- Tyler Bate Daniel Bryan, like Daniel Bryan's got no contract now. For real, I didn't even think of that. I did not think. I actually did not think of that. Yeah, for real. I think he would love to do it though. I think he would love to do that. He's a student of the game. He knows, you know. I mean, he knows how good you are. So, you know. The amount of times that we'd sit there, like, you know, exactly. The amount of times we sat there in the hotel room, like we were talking about. And we'll watch like old music videos and stuff like that of you know his career because you know he was arguably one of the, the first people that just did that process through the Indies. He was oh the yes, king of the Indies. Sure. He's the best wrestler on the planet. For sure. And we were like, oh, yeah, is he too small? Is it this? Is his work rate wrestling not really going to connect well? And how's it going to work? And then bang, wow. man, man, WrestleMania thirty. Exactly. Beat three absolute superstars in the same night. Yeah. He stood there, and we went, we did it. And you could, you could say, arguably, of this era, he's 
the Stone Cold of this era. He's undeniably good. Yeah, that's why. That's why he is where he is. Yeah. Yeah. He is he the best wrestler in the it's, world. It's yeah. not even subjective. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I agree with you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually 100% agree yeah. with you. Yeah. There's no one better than Brian right now. Um, and I was going to say thank you guys for showing up at GP when you guys did the skit with me. <laughs> um, yeah, that was real good fun, man. Like, um, yeah, GP had to, we had to, we had to take a little fall back a bit. James wants to reevaluate a few things, but uh, hopefully we get get these guys back on greater yeah, position again. Yeah, you know, uh, but thank you for um, spending some time with me, man. This has been really lovely, man. You know, thank you, brothers. Thank you so much, man. I love those guys, man. Obviously, every time I talk to those guys, it's always a pleasure. There was one awkward thing that started off in the interview, though. Max, I'm going to tell you, me and my stupid self. So we we. You know, get in the room. They put me, I don't know who I'm going to interview. I'm just in a room full of press people. And they're like, Skillet, come with me. Oh, shout out to WWE, by the way. Dan and Joe, I love you guys. Like, it's always a pleasure seeing you guys. They like, took me out of the room. They were like, Skillet, so good to see you. We had a last night little moment for ourselves, you know, because they're my boys. And they were like, oh, right, yep, you're here. Open the door. I'm, I'm in this room. I see um, Miko Satamura getting interviewed. Cheers. By, by, Big uh, legend. I know. It's a shame I didn't get to interview her because I had, oh. I had. I was very prepped for her, very prepped for her. But I'm not going to like navigate who I get to talk to or not. Mm. But uh, big up Alex McCarthy from TalkSport. He was, he had, a, he had the chance to talk to her. Um, he shouted us out, by the way. Um, and so I saw that and, I, and, I, and she gave me a nice smile. Like, I think she recognized that I knew who she was. So she gave me a nice smile, whatever. Sat down with Mustache Man. But when I sit down, the, the, the chair, like where the chair is, it's really close to the table. Okay. And the Trent Seven's tea. <laughs> it's there. So I sit down and I knock the table and it knocks his tea. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And he's like, oh, no, it's, he's really nice about it. He's really sweet about it. He's like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, I need to get some, oh, maybe we should get some tissues. And then the guy brings some tissues over. And I'm like, I'm trying to set my equipment because I'm very nervous. I don't know why. I'm not really nervous. I'm just trying to set my equipment. And then he's like, he's wiping the tea off the table. And I'm like, no, it should be me doing it. So no, it's okay, it's okay. But I felt like, ah, oh, shit, I just knocked his tea over. <laughs> and like, he's cleaning his own tea. This is, this is not good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that interview was really lovely. It was really nice to talk to those guys. So yeah, big up um, Trent and Tyler Bate. One of my Tyler Bate had a fantastic match on NXT UK um, last week at the time of recording against A-Kid. In the Heritage Cup, he's now the Heritage Cup champion. Um, mm. This is the the tournament that's kind of, or the match type, should I say, that's done under these British rounds rules. Um, mm. He is different level. I'm trying to see this guy on NXT main main proper. Like Tyler Bate is is amazing. Like especially for one hundred percent, one hundred an outstanding talent, amazing talent. It's, it's crazy. It's bonkers. But um, he'll get there for sure. Yeah, oh, that was one thing I was going to mention. There's going to be a a, a, a shift in it, another draft. They haven't announced like a date for it. I just think uh, there's a lot of speculation around it and that it's needed. And maybe it's something they do before crowds come back in July. Um, yeah, it's definitely needed. What they have said, what has been reported by a lot, a lot of outlets, is that a lot of NXT and NXT UK talents are going to get called up straight to main roster. Yeah, so um, you mentioned that earlier. So yeah, so maybe Finn Balor will be back. Yeah. Just poses to my first question from uh, we just got a tweet literally a minute ago from my brother Chris 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 Mentalist. He says, uh, "Max Skillet, will Adam Cole ever get called up?" 
I mean, it looks. It's looking like. Um, it's looking like with what you just mentioned. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, right? I th- I think so. Um, that I mean, my hesitation is just like how long before they bury him or kill him off. And I mean, you would like to think Adam Cole is invincible from bad booking, but mm-hmm. you just never know. I'm I'm just more um scared that yeah, what they will turn him into. But I want him. I would want him to go to main roster and thrive. I think he's done everything he can do in NXT. <laughs> Christian tweeted another message just now. What is New Jack's most memorable moment? Oh I mean, There's sad to say, it, to it's gonna, it's probably gonna have to be, um, what's his name? The Trent. What's that kid? Ch- Ch- what's his that kid name that he cut up with the knife? Um, which is really bad. I shouldn't know. Sure. It's so memorable. That I should. Uh, uh, one sec. One sec. I'm just gonna type in Google. Uh, my my first introduction, I'll just go while you're looking at it. my first introduction was to New Jack. It was when he was it tased a man on top of that scaffolding? Yeah. And pushed him off the top. And I said, What am I watching? Like So hey, so that's that's okay. That really is his memorable moment. That really is his top moment. So that was against Vic Grimes and they had that yeah. scaffolding match, and then he like just just, just throws him off basically, tries to kill mm. him basically. Because I think they had beef. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like real heat there. Yeah, he tried to kill him. <laughs> I should laugh. And then he jumps off and then he kills himself. <laughs> oh, and at the time they had, I think they had, a, didn't he have another match with somebody else and they both fall off a scaffolding? Was it Gypsy Joe? I think I've seen a clip of something like that. Obviously, the most infamous moment I was trying to mention earlier was the mass transit moment. That's what it was. With the match. Okay, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Home. The tag match with Devon Dudley. That was horrible, horrible, mm. horrible, horrible. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's not talk about New Jack. <laughs> but yeah, that's that, uh, that's my answer for you, Chris. If you are listening right now, um, okay. Uh, should we talk about Raw? Because I've got I've got a random question at the end of the mm-hmm. show that I'm going to bring up with you. So that's something else that we can debate about me and you. But okay. uh, Raw happened yesterday. Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a few things. I couldn't really follow this man. I couldn't follow it. So. Uh, I want you to remind me how did it start again? What was the, oh was it MVP and Lashley again with yeah this time? Before, before we get started one last news item and oh, yeah. in regards to Raw Adnan Verk the the lead commentator has been sacked um, right. this evening about an hour or so before we started recording um, they've went mutual ways or mutual termination should I say um, and it's weird because obviously this guy just started on the Monday Night Raw after. Um, WrestleMania, so he's what do you think happened? six weeks or so. I maybe he just wasn't good enough, like he just wasn't good enough. And they thought, you know, instead of keeping him around and the, sh- the show continues to struggle on and all of that kind of stuff, um, just get get him get him off. I don't know, kind of reminds me of that guy that I think he used to do NFL commentary and he had a little stint at ECW, I can't remember what his name was. And mm. they got rid of him in like less than a month or something like that. Yeah, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's got to be something like that. One of my favorite. <laughs> oh, what's his name, man? My memory in recent years is shocking. But if you go yeah. back to King of the Ring 1994, uh, there's a commentator, like a guest commentator that joins them. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so. I'm actually googling it now. It's, it's so hilarious. 
Uh, and I mean, like it was Macho Man, and it was it was Macho Man, and I think Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, on the 994 commentary team. But the, the, guy, the guest, Art Donovan. That's it, Art Donovan. If you please, he, so he used to be American football star back in okay. the day. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he was asked to commentate in Kingdom of '94 because I don't think he understood how wrestling worked. Because there was time. There was time. Something happened. I think it was like a double cross, or Owen Hart did something, or Night Hart did something, and he's like. Did he, did he know that was gonna like talking about the guy who got double crossed? I say it was Razor Ramon or whatever. Did, did Razor know that was gonna happen? Like, just like, like, must that, it back the curtain. <laughs> like, 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 was that real? Like, was that supposed to happen? Like, was, <laughs> I like match around a gorilla machine. A gorilla machine had to like kind of like improvise. Ah, oh, please, I know anyone listening to this right now. Watch Night Before Pig in the Ring. This is the Art Donovan's commentary. It's hilarious. Ah, oh, cracks me every time. Um, all right, cool. All right, Monday Night Raw. So, yeah, the show opened up again with um, MVP and Lashley. Lashley came out with uh, all of those girls. None of the girls that were last week, so I don't think anyone really cares about the girls that came out this week. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, Drew McIntyre then followed with the usual rah-rah speech, right, he wants a rematch, blah, blah, blah. Kofi Kingston came out and said, look, I pinned Lashley last week. Drew insinuated that he only pinned him because Lashley was, you know... Um, being dealt with by Drew. Drew done the distraction. Um, Kofi Kingston told Drew, you know, you've had rematch after rematch after rematch. Let someone else have a go. Um, what's his name? The the GM guy, Adam Pierce. He came out and he said, yeah, that um, Drew versus Kofi, and the winner will take on Lashley at Hell in the Cell. And these guys had a really good match. This whole segment from beginning to the end of this match was about 40 minutes just to end with Bobby Lashley and MVP interrupting this match. So spent 40 minutes on a promo and a match and we got no closer to finding out who Lashley was going to take on at Hell in a Cell. They have already announced they're going to run this back next week in terms of a rematch, Drew versus Kofi, the same. The winner will go on to face Lashley at Hell in a Cell. If Lashley or MVP interferes, there will be a 90-day suspension of pay for them, which I, I thought was a bit of a rubbish kind of stipulation. They should have said, you know, if if you interfere, like, you get stripped of the title or something like that. Yeah, you know, for Something's sure. more severe, like... But, um, yeah, that's how the show opened up. The women was pale in comparison to the women last week, man. The, the women I mean, were fantastic. And I even I, I remember I messaged MVP saying, "Yo, hook me up with." <laughs> I mean, jokingly, just in case, man. Just my beautiful missus is listening to this podcast. Just a joke, you know. And obviously, I knew MVP wasn't going to reply, and he didn't, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, what's going on? Uh, what's it's going just on? like you've you've given us a segment, basically repeat of last week, along with a match pretty similar to last week. Yeah. Um. No, you know, like, like I said, after forty minutes, there's no deciding factor here. We're no closer to knowing who Bobby Lashley's gonna face. And as if that wasn't enough, you're gonna run back the exact same thing next week. And they're starting to make the fans hate Drew. Yeah, yeah, it is making Drew a heel in all of this situation, yeah. really. Um, obviously, Kofi's loved by everybody. So, um, yeah, and he's pull, pulling out good points that Drew and, always gets rematches. 
And Kofi makes bad things work. That's one thing you realize with yeah. Kofi. He knows how to make things work. Like every yeah. time he's in a situation, you think, oh man, you day you're in this situation. Oh, then this is not going to be. And they just make it entertaining. They make it like that whole thing with AJ and almost. They made that whole, that whole thing entertaining. So 100%. Um, okay. Uh, what was after that? Next was on it... the show, we saw Nikki Cross backstage. Uh, oh, well, yeah. before Nikki Cross got involved, Charlotte was walking somewhere. She was texting, maybe Andrade, who knows? And um, she, we saw Rhea Ripley come out of nowhere and start just taunting Charlotte Flair. Now, why she's doing this, I don't know, because Charlotte has just lost to Asuka the week before. Asuka, by default, should be the number one contender at this point. So I don't know why Rhea Ripley is giving Charlotte stick. Nikki Cross comes along out of nowhere. We haven't seen Nikki Cross since after Royal Rumble. She's saying that she wants a match against Charlotte. Charlotte says, I've got a match against Asuka, be gone, sort of thing. Charlotte kind of pushes Nikki Cross over to Rhea Ripley. And um, through the conversation they're having, this match is accepted by Rhea Ripley and is a two-minute beat-the-clock challenge match. Now, they booked Rhea Ripley like an absolute idiot here. Um, not calling Rhea Ripley an idiot. I'm calling her the character. I know, I know what you mean. I know because what you mean. this is this is a beat the clock challenge match. I think everyone knows what you have to do. You got to beat Nikki Cross in two minutes. Like that's the whole stipulation. Yet she, at no point does she go for the win. She's just she she's fighting off Nikki as if Nikki needs to beat her or something like that. Right. Um, Nikki survives the two minutes. Does an extravagant celebration around the ring. And then Rhea Ripley's like, oh, like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't win. That's now um, Rhea Ripley's first main roster loss. Yes, it's not a pin, but it's a loss on the main roster to someone that hasn't wrestled in nearly six months. And um, yeah, Charlotte came out, obviously, like being very smug about the whole thing. I just think it was just stupid to make the women's champion look so stupid. Like she should have really and truly squashed Nikki Cross. Yeah, not that you know, Nikki Cross is fantastic. I wouldn't have wanted her to, but that's what needed to happen here. Not losing a beat the clock challenge match, and and you're making a lose. Why? Because Nick, they're not, you're not gonna do nothing with Nikki Cross. You're not. You're not. It's literally like Rhea Ripley didn't understand the rules of what they sent her out to do. Like, yeah. it really made no sense. But following that, Charlotte came out to have this match for with Asuka, another rematch because we saw this match last week. Um, one thing about these two, they will always give you a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, and they did again on the night. Um, unlike last week, Charlotte got the win back, um, pinning Asuka, who she worked on her limbs throughout the match. I worked on her knee, I think it was. And um, immediately after this win, Charlotte has been announced to be facing Rhea Ripley at <laughs> Helena Cell for the women's championship, as if Asuka didn't beat her last week, like it's. And then Nikki Cross just win something as well. And Nikki Cross just pinned the or not pinned, but beat the champion. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, maybe they might do a fatal four-way, Charlotte, Nikki, Asuka. We will Asuka. see. One thing I didn't like that Charlotte did in this match, she paid homage to her boyfriend. Yeah, the moon salt, double moon salt miss. You know, what I mean the moon salt miss and then moon and then landing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People you know getting on to her saying she did it slow and all of this stuff, but I, I yeah, so what? Like, so yeah. what? I don't care. Like that's that's just silly. Uh, she's not gonna do it like Anjali. Yeah, like, of course not. She's not Anjali. Like, yeah. Speaking of Anjali, I randomly, I don't know why, mm-hmm. I randomly put on an NXT takeover yesterday. I didn't watch all of it. 
it was from 2016. I can't remember. It was like NXT Takeover end or something. I can't remember. The main event was mm. Balor and Samoa Joe. I think it was in like third. Okay, yeah, I yeah. I think this yeah. is when I think this is when Joe may have won and sent Finn packing. So I think this is when Joe. I think, I think that's maybe when Joe retained against Finn. Finn had lost retained? it already. He might have retained. You might be right. He might have either retained or won it back. Yeah, I think he, I think Finn lost it on a house show, so he must have retained yeah. at the, sh- the one you were watching. Right. Uh, yeah, because Balor's last match in 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 NXT was against Nakamura. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well done. Good memory. Mm. And the first match, opening match of this pay per view was Ty Ty Dillinger versus the debut of Andrade C and Alvis. Right. Yeah, and yeah. obviously. By then, I was already a fanboy of this guy when he came out. But it was just so good to see. For a, it was a really good match. B, like, Ty Dillinger was red hot. I, I forgot how yeah, over he was. He was like over. And the crowd was so red hot for Ty Dillinger. But mm. when Andrade came out, you didn't get much chance because no one really knew who he was. But I think, even though the people didn't know who he was, I think they knew about his reputation. And I think they knew oh, how good he is. Mm. You could kind of see there's a respect for Andrade and like what I mean Andrade came out with a freaking long feather on his freaking bowler hat. It's a terrible get up. But the match, the match was amazing. And like even when even though the fans were red hot for Ty, when Andrade won, they still gave him a standing ovation. So uh I might, you know what I might do? I might just every week in a kick out just mention a, a random Andrade match. Until he, oh, Andrade oh. Gargano for the championship of course. was I fantastic. Mean, I was privileged to see that live, and I was privileged to see Andrade McIntyre live as well. That was a really good match as yeah. well. Yeah, but um, or oh, I might just do random matches here and there. And that's maybe what it would be. Okay, and what was the next one, my friend? What was the next thing that happened? Then? We had what I think, and everyone probably thinks, is match of the night. If you saw it, Riddle versus Xavier Woods. Um, Riddle has been giving us bangers since he came up to this main roster. Like, this guy has consistently been the best performer on Raw. Um, fantastic matches. Xavier Woods, obviously, not someone we see in a singles capacity a lot, but he reminded everyone that you know, I can go. <laughs> like, and yeah. you know, after after this, I'm trying to see Xavier Woods. I've said this before. There was, I remember a time some years back where he was campaigning for the US Championship over on SmackDown. Like, this guy needs to get some type of singles glory, whether it's King of the Ring or a, a mid-card championship. Like, Xavier Woods can't be forgotten. There was a crazy spot in that match where um, Riddle basically popped up into Xavier Woods' um, arms in a suplex position. And Xavier just caught him, balanced himself, gave him the suplex. Nice. Uh, it reminds you of when... That kind of reminds you of his stuff that he used to do in TNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very strong, Xavier Woods. He is. Like, he's so he's crazy. He is yeah, built crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's he, like the strength. Like, how, he's very underrated. How strong that man is. Very yeah. underrated. He's very strong, Xavier Woods. So yeah, big him up. Yeah. Big up, Xavier Woods. And uh, uh, going into <laughs> their their story, um, obviously they started warring because of the relationship with um, Riddle and Randy Orton as well. Um, Riddle beat Xavier Woods here with an RKO. Um, gave him an RKO, pinned him. Um, nothing in terms of like an after match beatdown or anything like that. But I guess next week or so, when uh, when Randy Orton's back, we may see um, his reaction to Riddle using the RKO and getting a win. Interesting. Okay, I'm actually, I'm actually enjoying this, like, especially after you told me. I saw some of it, 
But yeah, after you told me, yeah, this is actually this is actually quite a good thing that they're pretty doing, decent. Like. What yeah, they're yeah. doing with Randy Orton and Riddle and New Day. And yeah, for sure, it's kind of working somehow. I don't know how, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, what, what what was next, my friend? Um, we had a match. I think um, Sheamus and Carrillo. Um, oh, yeah. There's nothing much to say here. Sheamus beat him. And then um, Ricochet came and got involved. Obviously, Ricochet's been tangling with Sheamus the last couple of weeks in Korea's absence. So maybe this is some leading to some triple threat for the United States Championship. Who knows? Um, at least Korea and Ricochet are being spotlighted somewhat. But um, yeah, nothing much here to talk about. I do like Korea's new five o'clock shadow look. <laughs> oh, really? Looks really good. Um, Shelton Benjamin and and Cedric Alexander, their feud is still continuing. Yeah, am I right in thinking Cedric tried to say that they were nothing? Like he tried to say Shelton was nothing, including himself. But he tried to say that Shelton was nothing before the hurt business. Yeah, he's basically saying that MVP plucked him from obscurity, um, um, and that yeah, well, that's kind of true. Yeah, so and then um, yeah, he. The reason that Cedric Alexander got kicked out of her business was because of Shelton Benjamin. And um, yeah, he's just doing all the regular heel stuff to put himself over, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. saying that he's in his prime, that, you know, um, Shelton Benjamin is past his prime. And um, they they kind of framed this, WWE or Raw, they framed this as if these guys hadn't fought before, but they had a match like two weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> a singles match. So um, yeah, they, they put on a big video package and all sorts. But um yeah, this was a pretty good match. You're always going to get a very stellar match between Benjamin and Alexander, 100%. And um, Cedric Alexander, after a thumb to the eye, beat him with the neuralizer, the little kip up off the. I love that move. I and, love um, yeah, that kick. I don't know why he doesn't, he's not using the lumbar check. That's his finisher. But yeah. this is like his signature move. He put him away with that. So um don't know if that's going to be. He's such a talent, man. Let's be He's real. very good. He's very, very good. Oh. There's and only seven now, people. That- Certain people, when I watch them wrestle, I just like, oh, this, this guy is just that like, I say to my that I talk to myself when I'm watching them wrestle. Like, this this guy's too good, and he's yeah. in that list, bro. It's, Alexander is incredible, man. Yeah, and even now as a heel, like with all the chat and just just being over the top with it, like he's absolutely killing it. So it'll be interesting if they do get him out of this feud with Shelton. What's what's next? Hopefully something's next, and not you know just sitting backstage doing nothing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, was the women the main event of, of Raw? Yeah, very poor main event in, in a way. It was um, Natalia and Tamina, the women's tag champions, facing off against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald at ringside. The match was pretty good when Natalia and Shayna Baszler were in the ring. And mm-hmm. then when Tamina and Nia Jax got tagged in, the match kind of divulged into just a bit of nonsense. Tamina... I don't want to diss someone's ability, but like her splash, the snooker splash thing she does, it's dead. Her super kicks, like she couldn't even get her leg up to to super kick um, Natalia. And uh, well, not Natalia, Shayna Baszler. And Shayna Baszler's not the tallest of of women. Um, Like hit her in the stomach with her super kick, it's just a bit messy. Um, And yeah, in the end, Reginald, who was told by Shayna Baszler not to come to ringside, came to ringside, was causing a distraction. <laughs> Shayna Baszler had rolled up Natalia for the win. Reginald was, yeah, he um, interfered. Referee was distracted. 
Shayna Baszler sent him out of the ring. Um, he was walking up the entranceway. An explosion went off on the entranceway, akin to what happened last week by the turnbuckle when he was blinded by Alexa Bliss's powers or whatever it, this thing is. Um, so he, the explosion happened. That distracted um, Shayna Baszler's team. Shayna Baszler was rolled up, I think, by Natalia. So they retained. Shayna Baszler went to um, Reginald after the match, um, pretended to show sympathy, but kind of chiefed him up and was like, I've had enough of you, you versus me next week. And that was Raw's punchline to get us to tune in next week for Raw. Shayna wow. Baszler versus Cedric. Oh, sorry, not Cedric, Reginald. Reginald. Um, in a singles match. So, nobody nobody wants to watch that. Nobody cares. At all. At all. Wow. No one cares. Raw, Raw, Raw. I, I, I can't wait for this switch up when they get new members, new roster members in. But I also feel they need to switch up creatively as well, man. They need this is that's where the trouble is. I I, I never believe when people say, "Oh, it's because the show's three hours." They've got more than enough people to fill that show for three hours, so that. that's not the issue. Or they can take the approach which they seem to take last night, which was give the matches more time to breathe, let them go out there for longer and put mm. on you know longer and tell better stories in the ring. But it's what they're doing in between these matches. The match quality is always good because the competitors are you know in charge of that. But yeah. it's what the creative are doing in between, which is absolutely painful. I personally feel they are dialing back some things and doing a lot of rematches because obviously now they know fans are coming back. So let's yeah. maybe keep our best stories that we, I say best stories, a bit tongue in cheek, but let's keep our best stories for when fans are back sort of thing. And yeah. just let these guys just eat poo right now in this, <laughs> in this interim time yeah like I, I, it must be that must be it really and truly like bro we've been watching we've been watching bobby lashley and drew mcintyre since february we've been yeah. watching charlotte and Asuka since just before mania you know it's the same things over and over again so there's got there's got something's got to give we got is that it for raw is there anything else we need to wrap up or we can no that that was that was raw so two more questions we got coming in. So Roy Johnson, yeah, always supporting Big Wavy. We love you, bro. Come Do on. you have a favorite coffee mug? If so, what is what is it, and why is it your favorite? Okay. So I I don't drink coffee, but I have a favorite kind of mug. It's like a, it's more like you know those like long, it's like a long flask. It's like a flask thing, but like a not a flask because I'm not taking it out of the house. It's like a house flask, if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I just basically like it because it's tall and I don't have to go and get loads of refills. I can just like drink it nice and slow throughout the day without having to get up a lot. So that's my favourite. Uh, shout outs to Ollie James because he uh, created myself and uh, the Griller Position Boys some Griller Position coffee mugs. So I, 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 really, nice. enjoyed, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed those. So shout out to Ollie James. Yeah, really big fan of the show. So yeah, big up to him. I'm thinking this is the kick out too. So yeah, hopefully he's listening to this. Uh, and one more from El's Reality. Elzo, we love you too, babe. Uh, I have a question. Who, what do you think is happening with Keith Lee? Because his, his tweets are suspect. Apparently, there's a, there was a rumor that Keith Lee might be getting cut, but that's not, apparently that's been debunked. Yeah. I, I saw. Um, I haven't seen these tweets. I haven't seen the tweets either. I saw journalists all saying that that's rubbish. That yes, those are rumors, and yeah, it's rubbish. I saw Mia Yim, his his partner, his fiance, I believe, up yeah. in those comments as well on Twitter, saying you guys just need to take a take a break. Like that's not the situation in it. In it. So um, everything's good. Just give give man time, basically. 
So hopefully everything's okay. Hopefully he is just healing from um, this this injury we've been told that he's had, that he's not medically cleared yet. Um, if it's an injury, if it's illness, who knows? But hopefully he's just getting better. Um, yeah, I, I hope it's nothing like he's getting released. They can't afford to give away that talent. No way. Yeah, I hope so too. And they, they need to, yeah, they need to bring him back as a badass mm-hmm. and just someone that's unstoppable. Kind of like what they're doing with Alistair Black right now. He's kind of back and, he went, well, I mean, he's come back as a badass, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. He's a heel. Yeah. He's gone after Biggie. Um, I think they bring back Keith Lee and put him straight into the picture with Sheamus. Sheamus was one of the last feuds he had before he was off TV. Sheamus is obviously now US champion. Get Keith Lee right involved in that whenever he returns. I've got a question for you. The random question is back. Let's the Skillet's random question has returned. The 2021 edition, kick out podcast edition, because this was on GP. Yeah. But yeah. now bringing it back on Kickass platform, Kickout platform. platform. Uh, I'm going to mention you a few title reigns, right? Okay. And and I would like you to tell me in one word. Oh, I mean, it's not going to be one word, but one of the words. If it's an A, a memorable run, or B, a moment, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to mention some title reigns, and you tell me what you think, okay? okay. So Triple H, 2003 era with Ric Flair. For a moment me, that's or a memorable a run. Memorable run for yeah, me I, personally. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. Booker T, King Booker. A moment or memorable run? I can't remember anything from it, so I would say moment. Yep. But I think people would generally maybe say memorable. Actually... I think the character, actually, I think the character, the character is, memorable. is memorable. Yeah, yeah memorable. but not maybe the run itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania 22 run. Moment. Yeah, definitely. Eddie Guerrero brought Lesnar when he went, oh, he only won the title once. So, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that whole thing was a moment. Um, but Run the only it. thing I remember after that moment with the Brock Lesnar win was his feud with Kurt Angle when Kurt Angle banged him yeah, up. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <WrestleMania 20. laughs> that was sick. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'll give that's it. Yeah. The only, I don't remember anything else after that though. Yeah, that's that's the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you had a feud with JBL, you had a feud with JBL, but what would you say then? I would say more moment, Chris Benoit moment yeah for sure mm-hmm. especially yeah Kofi Kingston <sighs> this is just hard isn't it it's a shame but it's it's a moment I mean yeah six months isn't really enough to cement a title reign when you've never won it before and that's your first one um and yeah they never really treated him like a big deal much after that especially coming up if, if Kofi wins the title again does it start becoming memorable runs I feel like a lot of these moments are just people that's won it once and that's it. Like Mark Henry's run, that was a bit of a memorable run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that was a bit of a memorable yeah, run. Yeah. Um, Kofi, I just, the, the problem is they need to take him as the champion. Like, you know, I haven't seen, Drew McIntyre is the last kind of new champion that they've really embraced as a champion. Like, everyone I was going to say Drew next. Drew, moment or memorable? 
I would say memorable, although okay. obviously during the pandemic era, that's, that's been very, very hard. Yeah. But he's he's definitely made a, done a good job of it. Dove Ziggler. Moment mm. for me. Definitely. I, I that's one of the best yeah. money bank cash-in moments. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not. That that run was very short-lived. How long did um, he have the title for then? I think for a few weeks, because maybe he got kicked in the face. Oh, yeah. He had to give up the title. He didn't have it for long at all, to be honest. So that was a bit of a cheeky. That was a bit of a cheeky one because that was unfair on the Ziggler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I slightly think in his career he should have had another title reign. I agree, totally agree. Yeah. Finn Balor moment when he became Universal Champion. Yeah, done after yeah. that. Well, <laughs> oh, great run at NXT Champion though. Great run as NXT Champion. Yeah, yeah. I think he's honestly the greatest NXT Champion ever. He's had two runs. Greater than Adam Cole. Yeah, greater than Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole has, he's been fantastic and he's had the ability of the Undisputed Era to kind of weave into his stories and stuff like that. But I just feel like Finn Balor, there is no NXT without Finn Balor. Finn Balor is someone that kind of made it, was one of those first kind of people that made it or pushed it towards the mainstream factor. And obviously he came back and carried it during the pandemic era as well somewhat. Um, So yeah, Finn Balor is the greatest down there, man. I'm going to ask a few more people, but I think we could wrap it up there. Um, anyone else you, I'm forgetting? Uh, no, I think you had a good mix of the memorables and the and the, um, the moments. I think this Roman Reigns run currently, when it's all memorable. done, is going to be memorable. Memorable, yeah, it's a memorable moment. We've run at the moment. Um, uh, who's the champion now in Raw? Bobby Lashley. We'll see how that goes. We'll see yeah. how that goes. This, this could be, be memorable. I was, I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking he looks the part, but with all this just Drew's showman, Drew oh, you know why it's memorable? Is, you know why it's memorable? Yeah. Lashley one, because he retained it at Mania. Yeah, but I mm. think there needs to be more. They need, they need to give him better opponents. They need to get well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the beast will come in soon, Brock Lesnar. Because that could definitely help. Right in front of a live crowd. SummerSlam. Mm. That would be good. Uh, okay, I think this has been a good episode. This has been really good fun. I don't think we could have to talk about anything else at the moment. Um, if one you're... last thing, one last news thing I remembered when we were speaking about Raw. Will Osprey, he's been, he's had to drop the uh, yes. New Japan, yes. um, New Japan IWGP, World Title, IWGP Title. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, apparently because due to injury. Now apparently, um, it's come out that they asked him to work through the injury. And he wasn't willing to, and he returned to England. Um, obviously, this is where his girlfriend resides as well. His girlfriend about to start in NXT UK, apparently, be a priestly. Yeah, and that that's actually more of the reason why he's been stripped of the title. Oh, is it? More, yeah, more than the fact he was injured. They knew he was injured. They asked him to work through it. I think it's the fact he defied them and wanted to kind of take the rest, um, that and return to England. That's why they've stripped him. Um, which is a which is a shame. I know there's a lot of, um, I think things are paused in Japan right now because of coronavirus has picked up again out there, um, and New Japan have just had a terrible last eighteen months of booking, in my opinion. Well, there's um, a there's a huge rumor that they're worried about an exodus, right? They're worried about a lot of their stars leaving New Japan to go WWE or AEW or yeah. whatever, any sort of independent wrestling promotion. Um, I know New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is one of the best wrestling pro- promotions for decades now, mm. um, but they are worried 
that there's going to be an exodus. Yeah. So that's, so, in, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Will because he was doing some great stuff as champion. It's unfortunate for New Japan because, like I said, they've really struggled with champions and just booking in the last um, year and a half or so. Um, and yeah, if this is true as well, it doesn't make for good, you know, press that, you know, they stripped the title off someone that was injured, asking them to work through a neck injury. This isn't, you know, a, a, little, some, a little injury. This is a mm. neck injury. So, um, yeah, hope Will gets better soon. Um, wouldn't mind seeing him turn up on NXT UK. Um, he would be fantastic for the brand. But um, yeah, I think that's that's it in terms of the news. Uh John Cena apologized in Chinese on <laughs> Cena Weibo after calling Taiwan a Taiwan. country during an interview. Yeah. So he's doing. John Cena is gone, by the way. I think instead of cussing him for that, they need to be congratulating this man for being speaking, you know, fluent Mandarin. That's because that's where he done it. Like he he was speaking Mandarin on their TV or whatever it was, right? And he said that. So could be something even just lost in translation. Who knows? But the the fact I'm seeing John Cena speak Mandarin fluently, give that man his accolades, man. Didn't um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do respect John Cena a lot. Like, I do, but that's that's a terrible mistake to make, though. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did um, Repugni Vice show up in AEW? Yeah, oh, right. elevation. Um, um, Rocky Romero. He's been around for but only Rocky Romero. Rocky Marrero showed up, yeah, and he he tagged okay. with Trent Trent Burrell. Yeah, that's sick. That's I, yeah, I need yeah, to watch yeah. that. I need to, that's amazing. Um, but I'm seeing a news article here saying US tells citizens to avoid traveling to Japan due to COVID outbreak. Yeah, they've they so had what? paused some of their shows from last thing I heard maybe a couple of weeks ago. They had stopped filming shows and stuff because of this. Okada has has Corona, so I never He's got COVID. Another outbreak has come out. Mm. Oh my god! So are we? Are we, are we ever going to escape this nightmare, bro? This is fucking mad. <sighs> That's the right word—a nightmare, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy to see, but um, yeah, hopefully they can get it under control. And we have one last question before we sign off. Uh, let me go back on Twitter. Uh, sorry, uh, notifications. I'm like an old man. Um, shout out to Penfold 1000, great guy. I love a faction, but do you think AEW has gone overboard? The pinnacle, the inner circle, Team Taz, Dark Order, Nightmare Family, QT Marshall's faction, and so on. I'll probably miss some of I'll probably miss some of the factions, but there's too there seems like there's too many. That's what he said. You know, you know what it is. I, I I absolutely love factions. Factions are one of my favorite things about wrestling. It kind of just gives me that whole gang feel, like you know, this like the warriors. Against, yeah, like I love it, and that's why I. That's actually why after I used to listen to you on GP and you used to talk about New Japan and talked about Bullet Club. You used to talk about Bullet Club so much, yeah, and then yeah. I went to watch New Japan because I I just didn't even know wrestling was happening over there, and right. I fell in love because they had all these factions. So I absolutely love factions. And I think what's good is that it it puts a lot of people on TV in a two-hour space. Um, Whether it's just by doing little promos, acting a bit booky around the ring, or being the ones in the ring having their matches, it just spotlights a lot of guys. Yes, in AEW, that is loads. But I think WWE could, you know, take 
ideas from that to just put more guys on TV in one way, shape or form. Um, if they don't, they don't have an issue with it, like the people involved in these factions. So, you know, why should we? Okay, I like that answer. Okay. All right, Max, thank you. As always, you're always a diamond. You're always a star. You are the man. Uh, you're trying, man. No, no, you are. You're smashing it. So we got more shows to come in the future. We'll, uh, well, obviously, we should obviously do a um, review on AEW's pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah. So we'll probably get that done on Monday. Uh, we got we got bank holiday in this country on Monday. So oh, is it bank holiday Monday? Yeah, 31st. Oh. <laughs> no work. Brilliant. I didn't realize that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so we should be able to lay in and watch that. Um, all right, my brother. Well, uh, guys, keep tuning in. Keep subscribing. Keep listening. Keep following. Keep keep hitting us with those questions yep. as we uh, talk about wrestling on a weekly basis. Uh, we love you guys. And we have so many more shows to come and more special interviews to come as well. So uh, I've been Skillet. And I'm Max. And this has been The Kickout. Thank you for listening.